welcome to The Camp Guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. I'm Nate Flowers. Each episode, we'll take a look at prominent camp problems we face and how we deal with them. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Camp Guys Podcast. I'm Jay Oliver, and today I'm sitting with my main technological man, Nate Flowers. Say hey, Nate. Hey. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You might be running on a treadmill right now. You may be walking around your camp facility. You may be in an office somewhere. And Just thank you so much uh, for joining us. If you have any type of questions, comments, topics, or anything you just want to talk about camp-related, email us at podcast at crowdersridge.com because we would love to even put you on the show, uh, whether it be a telephone call or uh, videoing you in. Uh, we welcome everyone to the Camp Guys podcast. And soon and very soon, we're going to start calling people out of the blue. Not even going to make a reservation with them. We're just going to start calling them. They're going to pick up the phone. They're going to be on the podcast. It's going to be like live radio. Yes, like, exactly. You can find out all their deepest, darkest secrets. Yes, and that's what we're going to do. So watch out, camp leaders. If your phone starts ringing at 10 a.m. one morning, that's when we have our podcast scheduled. You may be on the Camp Guys podcast. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, so today we're going to be having an open dialogue conversation about camp marketing. And I know when I said those words, camp marketing, I know every single person that's listening is going to perk up and be like, okay, this is the area we need to work on. Just so you know, we put so much focus in Crowder's Ridge marketing that, you know, one, I hired you full time straight out of college. But two, even before you in the summer, we always had someone that was dedicated and had a huge desire, Samuel Harris and on and on, that that did a really good job with our social media and marketing. Now, first of all, Nate, is there a difference between social media and marketing? Yes. Tell us the difference. think, Think about social media as a tool in the toolbox. And as a marketer, you have all these different tools that you can use. So social media is just a tool. And it's one that's on the rise. And it's what everybody's focusing on. But think about it like a tool. So yeah. you have to think about it. So if you're a camp out there and you have no social media, the first thing you could do is just hire somebody to work your social media. But if you truly want to go to the next level, you need to hire somebody that can handle your marketing. Mm-hmm. Because marketing is more than just social media. Oh, yeah. And I think like uh, most people think of marketing and they just think of the kind of stuff you see, the uh, social media posts or maybe the website, if you're that kind of department where you handle all the external facing stuff. But it's more than that. You're ultimately building the image, the visual image and the written image of your brand. And that's really what the marketing team is all about. It's a way of doing business in which you're constantly um, analyzing and repositioning your brand, either visually or written through spoken, marketing can extend into every single area of your camp. That's the next thing I was going to say is I think we've done a good job at Crowder's being a marketing team. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're listening to this, our marketing team consists of one person that's paid with the title of marketing creative, and that's you. But all of us, now in the summer, you have a big team of nine, nine or ten people 
But during the year, pretty much every single one of us are on the marketing team. That's, I mean, whether it be a spoken word on a, on a you know, phone conversation of somebody calling in saying, hey, can I book the camp? I mean, that's ultimately that guess, that group coordinator is on the marketing team as well. Yeah, and most people, if you look at some of the big authority figures, they have marketing and sales linked uh, exclusively to each other because they're so much linked together. In many places, if you work at a camp, your salespeople can really be anybody. Anybody who talks to a group about booking, anybody who talks to a mom about a birthday party, anybody who talks to them about coming to camp, ultimately in a sales role then. So then they're becoming, all of a sudden, you, they have to know the marketing language and things you want them to say that is going to represent your camp well. And yeah. I think that's the part where everybody comes on to the marketing team, and that's where uh, ultimately being a team player comes in. Yeah, so. that's good. Okay, so <clears throat> we know three or four or five camps that's just got an outstanding, it looks like an outstanding marketing uh idea of how to do things but let's start with those social media platforms if if a camp had no social media at all zero none what would be i mean these people have been running this camp for 30 years they're not into facebook instagram all this other stuff but they felt like they needed to start something what would be the first steps you you would say to them to get started in the social media world yeah, so I would say first off is um, go ahead and just start. That's something that I always say, but especially even in the beginning stages, even you know this, whenever you were just here, sometimes just posting something, creating an account, and just posting something. Mm -hmm. It's free to create an account. You can figure out how to create an account in 15 minutes sometime. You just play around with it enough till you get it right. Um, so just start is the first step. You got to get on the platform. So if you go online, you can search hundreds of tutorials about how to create your own business page on Facebook or how to make your own business account on Instagram. Those are very easy things. The second point, which feeds right into the purse, is become a sponge. Uh -huh. Become a sponge. That's good. You have to start looking at all these different places. And now there's literally hundreds and thousands of agencies everywhere who are writing all these articles about how you, you can succeed on Facebook. And then at the bottom, they're asking you to hire them. Well, you don't need to hire them, but you do need to read what they have to say because of their authority figures. So become a sponge. Start reading anything and everything you can about social media topics. It doesn't take much to learn. And just so you know, if the source was written more than two years ago, it's probably out of date now. Social media moves a little bit faster than other stuff. So really focus on those current modern sources. Just become a sponge. Start reading like crazy. You would be amazed what I figured out by just reading some blogs. Yeah, so if, if, you're, if you're wondering, yes, Nate Flowers is really smart. Uh, <laughs> that, that's why I love him so much. But let's back it up. So your pictures are going to look like everybody else's pictures. Uh, and you know what? You need to accept that. But you you can take your phone, up, just walk around your camp, go to a team building exercise, pick your phone up, take a picture and upload it straight from there, put a little caption if you want to, but that, it, just do it. Just get started. Well, when you've got nothing, you've got new resources, you've got, you don't have a budget, you don't have anything, you just gotta start. Yeah, you just gotta it, get started. And it's gonna take you to it, it, it. You're gonna have to go through a whole summer camp without with ten followers. But then, as as kids come to your summer camp, 
you start sh- telling them, hey, we're on Instagram, hey, we're on Facebook, here's our handles. And then next thing you know, you got 58 po- followers, and then you got 100 followers. So it's going to take time. Yeah. The other thing is, is that once you have a social media and you've started, once you've started, um, it's very easy to loop people in because this is where people are spending their time. So what if this year, instead of sending out your parents an email newsletter every night about their kid, what if instead you just said, hey, why don't you check our Facebook? And then every single day you make a Facebook post saying, here's what our campers did today. And they're going to go like it. They're going to go like the page. And then all of a sudden you're building a following. So you just got to start. Just jump in. And I know there's a lot of people out there who say, well, you have to establish an aesthetic, build a brand guide, all this stuff. Well, if you're a professional with a little bit of experience, or even if you're just in college, out of college, have two college courses under your belt, you maybe can do that. But for other people who maybe marketing is just a little tiny piece of their role, like they do 10 other things, you just got to start. One thing that, you know, all of us are conscious in the camp world uh, about is money, you know, make sure we have enough money, staffing, make sure we have the right staff. And I would, I would say that right now I'm going to kind of change the mentality of everyone listening. I'm going to challenge the mentality. You have to hire out a team of people in the summer that can run, almost be your marketing team in the summer. So if you don't have somebody, uh, let's say your guest services person is actually doing your, your, your social media accounts right now, your website, or your website's outsourced. And really that guest services person or receptionist, whoever that person, it might be you, might be the executive director yeah. uh, that's doing, that's fueling all the marketing things. I would hire me at least one person, two people um, to take photos, shoot video. You can find those kids that are in 11th and 12th grade and they can be young because they're not directly involved with with, with actual campers. They're just going around behind the scenes. I mean, those kids can wear camouflage most of the week, mm-hmm. and you'll never even know they're there. But they've got to build um, your marketing uh, stock uh, for the whole year in two months. Yeah. Uh, so t- tell everybody a little bit how we do that, Nate. Yeah, so we started a couple of years ago with just hiring high school folks who are interested in those certain topics, like those creative topics about social media, if they're all in it, if they're into video making videos, if they think they want to do it for a living, if they're into photography, we just started hiring those people and said, hey, just make stuff for us to put on Instagram and Facebook. That was their whole entire job for the summer. That's all they did. That's all they did. We didn't make them do anything else except for some cleaning stuff and some random tasks that we threw in here and there. And ultimately, that's where we started and that's where we saw the return. Really, you have to think about this as, for your camp, most camps are highly seasonal. They are incredibly busy in about 12 weeks in the summer. And then beyond that, most people don't really think about their camp. And so that's one of the biggest challenges that marketing people face. But what if during the summer, you could build out all the content you needed for the whole entire year? What if you had a team big enough that you could schedule all your social media posts for the entire year in the course of June and July? Well, that would be amazing. You wouldn't really, it would just become kind of automated at that point. So that's the way we started to think about it, is how can we build an in-house agency for two months and then they all go home? Yeah. And then in the off season, I just have to kind of scramble through what they've got. That's the way we started and that's what I really try to build is each year we try to literally bring in all the roles that you would find at a digital media agency. And you don't necessarily have to think about it. You don't have to be 
a super tech genius to think about this. You just need a good uh, diversity of thought. So maybe somebody who likes video, maybe a person who likes photo, and then maybe a person who likes to write or just likes being on Instagram. Yeah. Those people put a good diversity of thought together and they can do some amazing stuff without you ever really doing a whole lot yourself. Yeah, but right now you need to hire one person. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would say start as small. If you if you only got room for one person, hire one person. If you got room for two, hire two. I've never saw a sense where those marketing creative types were a bad return on investment. Right. We've never ran into that. Yeah. It's, it, it's a bad, it's, it seems bad when you have four or five just creative type folks on your summer staff team and they're not doing what everybody else does because you change their job description in your mind. And we've seen that here at Crowder's Ridge where you've got somebody that just takes photos and they're amazing photo takers, but yet we expect them to go out and cut grass too. You know, and that's where you as a leader have got to draw the line and say, hey, that's not where that kid's gifted. He's, he's gifted at going and taking pictures of the lawnmower, you know, but not cutting the grass. And, you know, sometimes our summer staff, you know, we, we throw everybody into one job description. And that's what we're at Crowder's Ridge trying to get away from. You know, everybody's got to help on changeover days, you know, on cleanup days and all that stuff. But everybody has a unique uh, talent. And the more we can hold people to their unique talents, the more efficient they're going to be. Yeah. And I think that especially for creative types, I think if you really want uh, that unique presence uh, online anywhere, you've got to hire the right talented people. And just to be honest with you, it's a waste of your resources to put them doing anything else than what, yeah. what they're called to do. And majority of these kids, I mean, you're, you're talking about there's 16, 17, 18 year old kids out there that are just as good as 26 year olds mm -hmm. uh, because of the Internet. They're, they're, they're teaching themselves. Uh, they're, they're faster. You can get them at a, at a good price right now because they want the they want the experience. Uh, but don't underestimate them. You know, they're, they're coming in with their own gear. They got a mom and dad gave them a credit card, $1,500 limit on. They went and bought a camera. Uh, so you know, don't don't lowball them just because they're young. Uh, they're 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 talented kids, and um, you know we 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 have been extremely blessed in our whole marketing strategy of just being able to attract and surround ourselves with kids with a lot of talent. Yeah, we were actually accused uh, two years ago of not living up to our social media. Uh, we, we did such, our people did, we were in a tent for the first uh, three years uh, here at Crowder's Ridge. Our worship services were in a tent and our, our team never was told uh, what, you know, to hide this tent or whatever. They just did such a good job at, at, the, at the things that they took pictures of that when people actually got here, it didn't really look like what was happening on social media. Um, and that was, you know, hey, we didn't know you, a tent was here. They say should have known. Uh, they they would have known if they opened up their eyes, but they were really negative people anyway, so it didn't matter. But that's what kind of good presence we have. Now, over the past couple of years, our, our, our social media vision has kind of even changed. It was, man, put as much pictures on there as possible, uh, almost like a real-time deal. And now it's kind of it's kind of changed a little bit. I mean, yeah. what you say? Yeah. So uh, one is as social media got more uh, involved in everyone's everyday life, 
uh, people started responding more to constantly seeing photos of brands. And so what we found over the summer is whenever we posted more than three and four times a day, people were starting to run away from our social media. It was too much, yeah. too much, too fast. So we've actually started and how can we cast a whole picture of camp? You know, there's a, uh, this just came to my mind. If you ever saw the movie Hitch, he has a famous quote. He says, they want to see it, but they may not want to see it all right now. Huh. <laughs> so that's what I would say is for social media, you don't have to post a hundred times a day. Uh, one good one can show a new portion of your camp. Think about this as storytelling. How do you tell the story of what's happening at your camp on social media uh, and just start to craft that story little by little? The other thing I would say is that we have specific, it used to be that we kind of took the shotgun approach. We're just going to kind of throw out content like nobody's business. We're just going to start. We were in, still in that start mentality. Mm-hmm. Once we it, it developed beyond that, what we saw is that different platforms and different uh, methods were better for different people. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Facebook became a place for parents. All of our parents are on Facebook, but not that many, even though some are, on Instagram. All of the high schoolers that are attending our camps are on Instagram. And truth is, those people don't want to see the same things. Like, what a mom thinks is cool for their student is different than what that student thinks is cool. So, uh, that's how kind of how our content changed. It wasn't about just throw it up. It was more about how can we be methodical to hit the right people. <clears throat> let me let me give you uh, just a couple things kind of write down, especially if you're going in and talking to your marketing team after you listen to this because you're all pumped up. Uh, one one thing I've learned over years is the win over youth. Always put something out there. Like if you go look on our Instagram right now, Nate's done an incredible job just putting things out there like, hey, what kind of activities would you like to see this year on our story? Things like that. Whenever you t-shirt contest, that helps kind of bring them back and won't, and gets gets them to kind of participate with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than just looking at it and scrolling away. Uh, number two, be ex- extraordinarily useful, uh, and I think that's where some of our blog posts have come from. You know, from right in the summer, uh, from our Facebook stuff, trying to help parents. You know, navigate camp ministry. Ultimately, you're just trying to find the content that people are looking for. Yeah. Remember, everybody's looking for something nowadays. Right. And so you have to create that to help people. So if a parent needs help with, hey, here's what what your child should do to prepare for camp. If a youth pastor is looking and say, here's how we handle making our speaking content, and then they were blown away by what they saw at camp this summer. That's taking your camp experience and broadening it beyond what you can do at your physical property. Yeah, yeah. So whenever you be extraordinary useful, and then number three, develop something something that if the world uh, didn't see it, they would wonder where it went. Oh, where's Crowder's Ridge? They didn't post lately. And then they go and search your name, uh, and, and they kind of look, oh, you haven't posted in a while. That's the kind of, ultimately, the kind of social media we want. We want people to look for it, because it's useful to them. Um, but don't ever lock yourself into one strategy. Let's say, for example, with the good old constant contact, uh, email marketing, 
if that's your only go-to, then you've already messed up. Now, some of your camps may be full and you have no problems marketing, uh, getting people to fill in spots. And that, if that's the case, great. That's probably from a longevity of, of being a camp and, and years and years of loyal people that come to you. Us being a camp that's only five years old, we've kind of had to figure out, you know, what's the path we need to go to. And with parents, it's Facebook, with, with kids, it's Instagram, with, uh, you know, people that come here and we get their information, it's email marketing. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of different platforms out there. Yeah. I mean, again, all, all of these are tools and just think about them as tools. So uh, you would never purposefully try to use a pair of pliers to get a Phillips head screw out of something. Now, could you eventually get it out with that? Yes, but it may not be the most efficient way. So I would say really focus on um, finding what tool works best for you. And that takes time and it takes a little bit of practice. It does. You know, we sent out how many emails, how, how often do we use our, our mail? We use MailChimp, by the way. Yeah. We, we, it's a little more... Um, it's a little bit more robust for us. Yeah. So we... Uh, it depends. So we have separate lists for different categories of people. Again, we segment everything based on audience, but we really only hit everybody maybe once a month. Like if that, we really try to limit our email contact because ultimately if we email you too much, you're just going to unsubscribe. Uh, we hit some of our more engaged audiences more often. So like if you're uh, listening to this podcast and you're on our email list, you probably get an email about once a week, once every two weeks, something like that. We hit some of our other people engage more. Um, like if we know that they are uh, bringing a group to summer camp, we'll hit them more often with stuff because they're engaged. Yeah. Other lists, we really don't hit them that often because ultimately we would rather give them a burst once a month and then see something rather than we send them something once a week and then they unsubscribe and then we're, we lost them forever. Yeah. So I would say that we, especially with all these different tools, uh, a little bit can go a long way. You just got to figure out your pace and your timing that's right for your audience. Yeah. So a few nuggets uh, recap uh, about this, this podcast here. If you, not every, it's all about content, content, content. I mean, you got to put stuff out there, but one content is not the same content that needs to be on all platforms. Yeah. Don't, don't take the shotgun approach like we did for a long time because ultimately you'll end up losing followers based on it. Find what audience is on each platform. There's a lot of tools out there that can help you. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But really try to find what content works best on every single platform. Yes. Find, find the right tool for the job. So, so Nate, if, if, if you were asked the question... What is the most successful platform? What would you say for for Crowder's Ridge? It where what brings us in the return financially, numerically? What what is our secret sauce? What if we had to only choose one? Which platform would we ultimately choose? Mm. This is a loaded question. Uh not everything's all things to all people. I would say that our biggest return, like platform that's given us the largest return is Facebook. Mainly because the people that are in control of everyone's wallets are on Facebook. So even if you want to reach that kid to come to your camp, they have to go through their parent. Yeah. Their parents on Facebook. 
So Facebook ads has brought in a birthday party, people yeah. shoots, our, a winter tubing, which is our fundraiser. It's it's pretty much fuel shoots. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, and then camp, of course. Yeah. So we, right now, Facebook is our most successful. And it's weird because it ironically in my schedule takes the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that just shows that uh, we know what type of content works and what doesn't, and we don't post what doesn't work, and we only post what does. So it takes the least amount of time in my schedule, I would say. But Facebook is the most successful. We treat Instagram and other platforms as an investment for the future. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one day when all these high schoolers that are following you on Instagram, if they're still engaged, will become adults, and they will have children, mm-hmm. and they will have money. Or they may not have that many children, but they will have money. So ultimately, we are treating Instagram like an investment. Uh, eventually, see the return, but right now, it's just kind of fun. Yeah, that's great stuff, Nate. So if you take anything from this podcast, put look around. Email may be best for you because you may have 40 years of, of people that you have their emails and they respond back to you. Everybody's going to be different, but make sure you're putting the investment in the p- place that gives you the most fruit. Um, we will be at the 3CA sectional uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Nate's going to be teaching a class on a basic design, kind of like an introduction, introductory to design. Yeah. So if you're there, we'd, he'd love to have you. I will be teaching a class on fundraising. Uh, so just come by and check us out. And if you have any questions about marketing, something that maybe we could throw some ideas back at you, just please email us at podcast at crowdersridge.com and we'll send you back something stupid or something really really good one of the two but thanks for joining us today Nate I had fun with you did you have fun with me yeah alright camp people go get them man what an awesome job we have so get on out there go, go build something to reach kids for the gospel God bless see you so much for listening. If you've been impacted by what you're hearing on this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to this channel and to share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. By sharing this message with others, we can extend our ministry impact and change more lives for the kingdom of God. If you have questions you'd like for us to answer on a future episode, you can email podcast at crowdersridge.com or you can visit crowdersridge.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.